Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. Two words to me in three years of Bret Hart <laughs> They're looking at me. They won't go away. Look the faces. Oh God. <laughs> All aboard Hanksy Panksy, a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends fill themselves mind, body, and soul with slickly produced digital animation of a confusing and upsetting Tom Hanks. (laughs) I'm Sam Siegel, and I'm one of those dumb idiots. And I'm a wizard with a hole punch. I'm the other dumb idiot, Luke Patrick. What's up, Sam? Oh, God, Luke. This week we watched (laughs) 2004's The Polar Express. Uh, and that's all you can say about that. Thanks for joining, everybody. Uh, Yep, it's been a great week. Catch us next week. So long. (laughs) If only. If only, my friend. No, we're going to have to talk Uh, a lot about this movie. Yeah, we are. Uh, Well, Luke, how was your watch? Let's get into it. Sam, uh, I'll tell you how my watch was by telling you exactly what I'm doing right now, which is, uh, as you can see, I'm sort of slouched in my chair. I'm putting in Mm -hmm. zero effort into this. I have a fine, refreshing, non-alcoholic whiskey with me i've made a little whiskey sour um a program appropriate whiskey sour because sam that's about how i feels um Mm. as for the movie itself what what can you say my friend i shot it back uh like a nice shot of non-alcoholic whiskey (laughs) (laughs) and uh it was what it was it was a little over an hour and a half i consumed it i was horrified uh i was bored i did not tingle once with enthusiasm, uh, mm, no. it was just me and my laptop for for an hour and a half plus some change. Sam, how was your watch? Ooh. Luke, let me tell you about the fucking week I've had, okay? Oh, yeah. Hey, you've got some, some Polar Express sort of happening yeah. around you. Yeah, I kind of have had a little Polar Express myself. Uh, so here in Arkansas, we've had a week's worth of fucking record-setting winter weather. Uh, we've gotten somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 some odd inches of snow, more than I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. So, so let me, let me break down what happened here, Luke. Okay. So, 
Uh, at four in the morning, we lose power mm-hmm. uh, during single-digit temperatures. And then somewhere around, uh, ooh, is that 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, when we still don't have power and it's hit the 40s inside my house, <laughs> I decide to take a shower because I can't fucking take the cold anymore. I do cook myself in the shower. Mm-hmm. Uh, power comes back on. Uh, thank fuck. And then uh, quickly find out we don't really have a whole lot of food left. Mm. Uh, but I, I can't leave to go get food. The roads are terrible. And I have to work from home. So finally, towards the end of the day, uh, we we venture out and uh, and make it to the nearest grocery store, which closed an hour before we got there. Oh, so then fuck. we trek back home and have... What little food we have left, after which, right when we're going to get dessert, what's that? Oh, Kenna found a fucking rodent in our house that ran into the fireplace. (laughs) So then we spent the next hour blocking up the fireplace so the rodent that's in there couldn't get into the rest of the house. And Luke, that was Tuesday! (laughs) Just a selection of the shit show that you've been dealing with. Just a slice yeah. of that cake. Yeah. So, Luke, do you know how fucking dire things are with food right now in my house? I'm going to guess. You, so you haven't been to a grocery store since, huh? Nope. Mm. Uh, and uh, and our HelloFresh was not delivered. Yeah. Uh, so tonight we had that old hobo favorite, beans and mac and cheese. <laughs> well my friend you could have made a lot of those terminal sandwiches i feel like do you have some condiments and some ritz crackers sort of hanging actually actually no because you know what else happened on tuesday what's that we we were out of power long enough that our fridge got too warm and we had to throw away everything in it oh fuck dude this week you've been having this fucking week and i mean I tell you, I've seen some snowstorms in my time up here in Colorado, uh, but y'all, y'all were caught unprepared for for this business, huh? Yeah, it turns out Arkansas, strangely, not built to withstand severe winter weather. Mm -hmm. Now, you give us some swamp heat? Oh, we'll take it. Yeah. We'll shoot that down smooth. Oh, for sure. But severe winter weather? Nah, we ain't built for that. Yeah. So, Luke, so, Luke, I have this fucking week. And I fill myself with baked beans and mac and cheese. <laughs> and then I settle down to watch the Polar Fucking Express. Yeah. A movie that I actually had been excited to watch given everything I've heard about it. Uh, Kenna is actually kind of pissed off that I had to watch it. <laughs> and pretty, pretty aggressively refused to watch the movie. Yeah. And by that I mean... She walked into the room with headphones on and said no. And then every time she looked up at the screen, she just yelled and uh, and played The Sims as angrily as she could until she couldn't play The Sims anymore. And then angrily sat on the couch with headphones on, but nothing else going on. Mm, man, this is bleak. This is some bleak shit that you're painting right now. Um, There is some good news. Okay, well, please give me that, because it sounds like you've just sort of crawled out of Hades (laughs) 
with the Polar Express DVD clutched in your teeth, just naked, <laughs> covered in soot. So what's the good news here? Uh, well, right before I started the movie, we did get word from our uh, power utility, hey, there's no more threat of lo- rolling blackouts. Mm. Just go ahead and go ape shit on the heat. And so we did. <laughs> so for the first time this week, we've been above 65 degrees. Nice, and man. Luke, oh, it's good. Oh, yeah, I bet it. I bet. So you've basically abstained. You've been abstaining from heat for the last like week. And then now you just get to paint the garage. So, Oh, my God. I'm Luke. I'm shooting ropes. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that you're sort of facing the end of this because uh, I have been worried about you, my friend. And uh, I didn't realize that things had gotten so so bad or quite so rodent focused the rodent was uh was an interesting angle i wasn't aware of so yeah uh, hopefully everything sort of uh you know you reach a nice detente with your new guest because that's that's quite frightening well luke actually let me send you a photo of what we did okay um this isn't gonna help our listeners out at all but i just want you to see how things have been going in the seagull household uh so there's a photo of what we had to do to our fireplace um for for those of you at home, uh, we did we did just take a bunch of cardboard and duct tape it over the <laughs> uh, the like metal mesh screen to the fireplace, and so it's just been boarded up like some sort of crack house within our house. It, it looks like if a child were trying to barricade a door, like they've done yeah. their best. They got some cardboard and some duct tape. Yeah, this is, uh, you've had an interesting week, my friend, but you still didn't quite answer, how was the Polar Express watch? Was it smooth, or was it, uh, you know, just another another shit cherry on top of the oh, uh, was, shit pie? Luke, it was bad. <laughs> it was it was a bad watch. I what, what of all the things that I just told you made you think that there was even a chance, even the slightest chance, that I could have had a good watch. Yeah, it wasn't of, likely. Of this fucking horrific, mind-bending, soul-crushing film. <laughs> I and was hopeful. That, Luke, I think it's time to tweet at Tom. Yeah, I think it's time to hard pivot. Let's let's fire off a, a, a questionable tweet at Tom. Sam, what do you have for us this week? Well, I've got, uh, in all caps, why, Tom Hanks, why did you do that? Why do you look like that? Who are you? Hashtag why, Tom. Hashtag Polar Express. Nice. I think that encapsulates everything I'm feeling and everything you're mm-hmm. feeling uh, quite well. I, I appreciate the all caps. I think that's a first for us on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it conveys how um, how distressing the film is. Mm-hmm. Um and it really gets across the sort of psychological pain that I experienced. Yeah, which I'm just, I'm dying to talk to you about. So Sam, is that one out in the ether? Oh, it's out there. Mm, nice. Glad to see what you tweeted, Tom, which means, Sam, now we can talk about this fucking movie. Hey, Sam, I'm sorry. I should have said something about how horrifying this movie is because I remembered it being bad. Yeah. I did not remember it being what it is and what it is is pants shitting the entire time yeah Yeah, real real upsetting luke and i knew there was some body horror now look 
I'll be the first to admit I was not prepared for the amount of body horror in this movie. Mm-mm. Um, but holy shit, is this movie fucking upsetting? <laughs> it's a kids' show too. That's worth remembering that this is aimed at children, and yet mm-hmm. you and I both had sort of a skin crawling, just teeth jittering experience with this movie. It sounds like. Yeah, 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 yeah. We should probably give a plot, but if yeah. you don't mind, I I can give take a crack at it. I'd actually love that because to be honest, the plot seems a little thin on the ground in this one. So I, if you want to if you want to break me off a piece of that, then by all means, go for it. Sure. A horrifying Tom Hanks kidnaps a train full of children and takes them to the <laughs> North Pole, full of horrors and horrors upon horrors of elves and a weirdly smooth Santa and a number of characters who all are voiced by Tom Hanks and some fucking dolls on strings that are also horrifying. The train doesn't make sense. And then the boy comes back home and it's Christmas. Yeah. Hey, I think you're, I think this is your new role. You did that way better. And you (laughs) sort of encapsulated the emotional journey of the plot as well. Like as a viewer, I really appreciated that. That was a great plot breakdown of what is, objectively a fucking terrifying film oh yeah well thank you luke i i really appreciate that but i i don't think i can take over this job because that's probably the best i'm ever going to be able to do it's pretty damn good well sam should we clue in the listeners i mean i'm assuming that what gave you the the biggest pause for this movie is the the uncanny valley in which we have set up a summer home we have a timeshare and we've just decided to camp out there is that is that the primary vehicle that's causing you so much distress? So, Luke, you had mentioned Uncanny Valley before I saw mm-hmm. this movie. And so I had an idea of maybe where we were going to live uh, for this hour and 39 minutes. And, Luke, you undersold it. Because yeah. to call this the Uncanny Valley implies that any part of these humans looks somehow right. <laughs> and it and they don't. They, there's nothing. No. They got what I'll what I'll grant the movie is they got everything right. Everything looks great except the people. Oh the, yeah, the people are a loose coagulation of hamburger meat, and then they move like they're possessed. Like it's not good. It's it's almost like every person in this movie is a skin sack full of worms <laughs> and the worms can't agree on what they want to do Mm-mm. oh no they're going every which direction it's 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 horrifying every time they move each limb appears to be moving on its own and i'm not just yeah. talking arms i'm oh, talking fingers i'm talking feet it's so nasty mm-hmm. it's so nasty the yeah hey let's talk about the mouths because uh, <laughs> you mentioned teeth and the teeth are bad the teeth are so bad they're janky yeah and weirdly smooth luke Mm, yeah they got some smooth teeth on these folks ain't that the fucking truth and the mouths are both too big and too small and too wide and too narrow it's Mm -hmm. it's uh it's just horrible it's um well it i hate it and 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 at one point Kenna did shout out, "I hate this movie," 
Um, <laughs> and so I asked her to elaborate, and she said, the kids are creepy looking, and the girl looks like she shit her pants, and she's proud of it. <laughs> Accurate through and through. And I put it to you, Sam. Mm-hmm. There is not a single face in this movie that if I woke up in the middle of the night and saw it staring back at me from my hallway, there's not a single face that wouldn't immediately make me shit myself to death. Oh, my God. It's, yeah, you're so fucking right. Mm -hmm. Every fucking face in this movie is nightmare fuel. Yeah, every single one has this Five Nights at Freddy's sort of feel to it. (laughs) Exactly. With, the, with the weird eyes and the fucked up teeth and like you pointed out the mouths are just wrong oh every single angle there's no angle you can't look at these guys from any Mm-mm. angle and have it be a good time they're just fucking terrifying well in the face fronts I, again i it's this weird situation where the front of everyone's face is both too flat and also protrudes too much mm-hmm. yeah um it's I, so i it's fever dream the movie yes oh in a way that like moulin rouge could only aspire to like this shit is is like you've taken a bunch of day quill and you are rocking 105 and yeah it's not going well like shit is off the rails pun intended oh my god it's just it's so awful and I, I don't I don't understand what anyone in this movie is doing at any given moment. Mm-mm. No. Well, uh, neither does the film, to be fair. I mean, hey, do you remember... Got a point. Do you remember the fucking musical number that we have within the first, like, 20 minutes of this movie, apropos of hey, nothing? The hot chocolate one? Yeah, the hot chocolate one. The lyrics of which are, I think, keep it hot and hot chocolate. And maybe some other words, but that's about it. Yeah, let's talk about the hot chocolate song. Please, um, please, please, please. In which Tom, in my notes I have, in all caps, Tom is dot, 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 singing? Question yeah, mark? Yeah, this is another time where Tom is like sort of a, it's it's a, we, we in the uh, sort of hoity-toity class would call it a zingspiel. Uh, <laughs> oh which is, my! Uh, a fun little opera term that basically just sounds like you're reading, singing as you read the phone book out loud. Mm. Uh, it's just like you sort of lightly apply a melody to just words. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, I was gonna say he's he's educational rapping uh, his way through a song to steal a phrase from Brian David Gilbert, but uh, oh yeah. You know, to put it in layman's terms, that's kind of what he's doing. He's just sort of talking, sort of William Shatner style, yes. but with melodic, <laughs> melodic implications. Um, while 37 I, identical Frenchmen sort of parade yeah. around him. And I'm not kidding. They are the exact same character yes. model. And it's fucking yeah. horrifying. I... I was riddled with questions during mm. this, and I, I'm going to read them to you just rapid fires. They came to me. Okay. Why are the waiters the same? Why do they move so weird? Why isn't Tom singing? Why does the machine ejaculate hot chocolate into cups? <laughs> all great questions. All ones I have no answers to. This scene is batshit. I mean, I, I can't stress this enough, people. No matter what Baz Luhrmann dreams up in the middle of the night while on Ambien... 
This movie has it beat. This movie yeah. is on another fucking planet like it was intended <laughs> for a different species. It makes no sense. <laughs> hey, Luke, speaking of that, can can you imagine how fucked we are if somehow by some sick twist of fate intelligent extra extraterrestrial life comes across <laughs> this first they're well they're gonna faithfully reconstruct the way that people move in this film and be like <laughs> their bone structure makes no sense no part of this works why does the train engineer's face look like this how is it possible oh my god it and why why does it all work like that what's with the kid with the glasses and why won't he die <laughs> <laughs> for those at home there's a know-it-all kid who knows everything uh and is extremely irritating and he has glasses and uh it's not it's not funny or entertaining i don't i can't explain his presence no. he's just in this movie he's just here for some reason yeah he's he's just in this movie ostensibly to say it's a baldwin 284s3 class steam locomotive yeah and that's that's kind of it um, and, oh my god uh, Lest you think I was in enough pain Watching this Luke I did rewind that scene Probably five times To get the Baldwin 284 S3 <laughs> class Steam locomotive Between that and the fact that your house Has been sort of uh, converted into a Freezer this week your dedication to this Project is, is unparalleled Sir I'd give you a medal if I had one But I don't know what kind of medal we would have here in Hanksy Panksy. Probably <laughs> just a, an encased bronzed shit in the form of a pin that I would put on your on your lapel, uh, at, I think. At this point, I would happily accept a frontal lobotomy. Mm, also a good option, yeah, for this one. For this one in particular. Mm-hmm. Well, Sam, I have a question for you that may spark some joy. Okay. So in this movie, they're careening along, uh, and then... Uh, for the like 50th time in a row they have to stop the train because this is the amtrak version of the hogwarts express yes and uh they stop it for a whole bunch of caribou sam what do you think caribou caribou are are filled with what's their what's their filling Ooh, uh, <laughs> ooh yeah getting in this space again yeah dude um, <laughs> of course we are come on man Ooh, caribou, caribou, what are they filled with? It's gotta be some kind of goo. It's snot. Snot? Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. See, I was going for a food. I was going to say chocolate mousse. I feel like you cut one of them in half with a chainsaw. You just get chocolate mousse. No, 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 no. I'm totally fucking wrong. Chocolate mousse is the way to go because that is kind of the goo-like consistency that I'm Mm -hmm. looking for. Yeah, you cut them open, drizzle them over a nice cake. Uh, oh, yeah. Now we're fucking talking, my man. Hey, Luke, split it in half, add some whipped cream and some fresh mint, and you got a nice little dessert. <laughs> That's all I could think about as they were stopped in front of millions, they say, millions of caribou. Uh, all identical, again, we're saving money on the, mm-hmm. the character designs. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Just, like, crack one of those puppies open. Let's figure out what's inside. Like a zebra and, in, in its fruit filling. And see, it makes sense because they live in cold climates and everybody knows a chocolate mousse is best when it's nice and cool. Yeah, 100%. I think they really missed out on a snack opportunity here. 
<laughs> I don't know why snack opportunity is getting me, but it is like <laughs> can't pass up a snack opportunity. Well, Sam, oh, no. did you uh, did you have any other sort of like quick fire thoughts or questions about this movie? Yeah. Um. Why is this movie what I would call militantly pro Christmas? Ooh, I was gonna ask this as well. Um, because this movie really tams down the propaganda, doesn't it? It, it actually gets into like a vaguely uncomfortable space. Um. Mm-hmm. Because there is a part where Tom says Christmas may not be important to some people. <laughs> and it's like, is that? I, I, I just wrote down anti-Semitic? Yeah, is that a swipe at the Jews? What the fuck is that about, man? <laughs> it feels like it, Tom. Tom, you got something against us? Hey, some people aren't into Christmas. Some people. It's got to be the emphasis. Wherever he put the emphasis. I hope it, it was on Christmas. Like, That's the only safe word. It wasn't. Word. Oh, no. Here's the thing. It was legitimately on some people. <laughs> oh, God. Tom. Come on, man. Yeah. I was. It was baffling. And it's also, again, one of these Christmas movies where, like, Jews don't exist in this world for some reason. Uh-uh. Oh, not a bit. Not a bit, my friend. Hey, uh, on a related note to that, actually, there's one of the elves, which I'm just going to say this. I'm not racist, but every elf in this movie needs to die. Um. <laughs> yeah, the, the, look, uh, the North Pole could use some ethnic cleansing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It feels wrong, but then you look at the elves, and it, you know it to be true. Fuck these people. Yeah. They're the creepiest uh. in this entire movie, and I think it's just because they have the same kind of proportional mishmash, but then they're also just, like, further into the uncanny valley because they look so realistic, yeah. but they're very much not. It's, it's this weird, troubling thing where the movie was like, all right, we already fucked up the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they already look wrong in every perceivable way. Um, let's, let's put some elves in here and somehow make them worse. (laughs) Yeah, they're, oh man, they're challenging. But what I was going to say is that one of the elves, uh, is chastising some of the other elves and says, time is money. Now this raises some interesting questions. Does this mean Santa does this for cold, hard cash? Now that's interesting. Right? (laughs) I, I, okay. So this this maybe ties into a thought that I had, which is that the North Pole gave me some very serious Soviet vibes. Ooh. So like, I kind of wonder if maybe there's some sort of like, uh, like kind of communist collective sort of planned economy sort of thing going on in the North Pole. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, that would also explain at the end when they give... So the whole deal is that they give away the first gift of Christmas at this big celebration. And it's got some real cult vibes because everybody's <laughs> mm-hmm. there and they're like hanging mm-hmm. the the sleigh bells on the reindeer. Everyone goes, yay! They like bring in the presents, which is a huge fucking fiasco and nearly impales a guy when the star gets knocked off the tree. <laughs> I was really hoping that it would impale that, that fucking elf. Yeah, I don't trust Santa to deliver shit, given the track record of this movie. The train stops like a million times. We almost impale an elf with a fucking star. It's just a shit show up there. 
Yeah, and for an outfit that's been doing this ostensibly for hundreds of years, mm-hmm. you'd think they'd sort of kind of hammer out all the logistics, but it really seems like a complete shit show. Which, to your point, maybe is due to a hefty layer of bureaucracy and a planned economy <laughs> and a lack of competition. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly that. Oh, see, the five-year plan says every year we only get this much helium for the double dirigible that carries the <laughs> giant scrotum-looking sack full of toys. Yeah. And this year we we were running kind of short because we went over last year. Yeah, they're really uh, seizing the elves of production here uh, in this movie. <laughs> That's a fascinating angle, and I'm so glad you brought it up because, folks, it's entirely accurate. The the Soviet vibes of the North Pole, uh, it explains a lot. Well, Even, even the, like, uh, synchronized marching of the elves? Mm, yeah. There's some kind of hierarchy here, and it's driven by mm-hmm. some kind of ideology. And I guarantee you it's Santa-focused, and I guarantee you it is not uh, particularly capitalist. I think we can say that. Oh, no, and I can, Luke, I can guarantee you it ain't Jewish. (laughs) Certified, certified. Uh, What else you got for me? Um, why, what, what's with, like, the weird sinister vibes in the movie? Hmm. Yeah, that's sort of peppered throughout as a nice seasoning on uh-huh. this children's film. Yeah, like the scene where it does seem like Tom is going to either throw a young girl off a train or later, I frankly thought he was going to throw her into the engine. Yeah, yeah, or minutes later when they're careening over an ice lake because, again, folks, this train ain't getting anywhere on time. This shit is Mm-mm. not planned and it's not going well. Um, minutes later, there's the the really fucking sinister looking uh, engineer, the guy with the huge beard and the very long hair, yes. whose face yes. I will see in behind my eyelids until the day I die. <laughs> yeah, or uh, the train car full of abandoned dolls. <laughs> yeah abandoned toys it's like the island of misfit toys only the grimdark version and it's all stuffed into a single car which is hey how does that even make sense we've got all these fucked up abandoned toys where do we store them well we could you know incinerate them or we'll just jam them all into a train car and attach it to children trying to experience the joy of christmas jam them into an unlit train car yeah so they can just sort of dangle around loosely in the dark with their horrid ominous faces and get Mm. all tangled up in each other so that one of them looks like it's eating out one of the other ones and then (laughs) the weird ghost man who lives on and under the train can come and scream at a boy using one of these frankly fucking terrifying dolls that he doesn't believe in santa mm-hmm. what Jesus. what is with the ghost guy too what the fuck is happening in this movie i do i don't understand hey robert zemeckis what in the actual fuck were you doing <laughs> other than like crafting a plot that makes any kind of sense or an aesthetic even even crafting an yeah. aesthetic this movie doesn't even have that Oh my no, god. It, do, it, oh, it doesn't make any fucking sense. 
Luke, do you have any thoughts? <laughs> All of them are angry. Uh, don't give acid to children. I think we can Mm-mm. confirm that from this movie, that's a bad idea. Uh, definitely don't do that. Hey, also, Nausea Report with Luke Patrick. It's back, my friend. It's I fucking back. I think the last time I had it this bad was during Philadelphia, so it's been a minute. Ooh. Um, I, I think I know what scene it was, and I watched it, and I said, I'm getting a Nausea Report tonight. <laughs> There's a couple. So they they insist on this viewport, which is like a point of view, and then either careening around in a train so like they mm-hmm. go by this big glacial lake and then they're zooming around like a roller coaster or later they're like in this big, huge and abandoned and very sinister uh, present shoot. <laughs> yes. Um, where they're spinning around and going down like it's a bobsled. And it was I had to look away. I legit a grown ass adult had to look away from this children's movie because it was giving me nausea. Now, this is not where I thought you had the nausea. Ooh, well, tell me where I probably also had nausea. I thought you had it on the train turn style. Oh, and yeah. Spinning and spinning and spinning. Oh, yeah, dude. They're there as well, for sure. There were a handful of moments where hey, what, they just had to cram it in there. Mm-hmm. What, do you know if this was, like, released in 3D or something? I didn't see it in 3D. I definitely saw it in 2D. I think it was released as an IMAX. Is kind of what okay. I think. Cause it seems like something that was either gonna be in three D or like an IMAX or some kind of gimmicky bullshit like that. Yeah. Or like that that they wanted it to be like a ride mm-hmm. because there's some real roller coaster vibes in it. Yeah, and I guess for our international listeners, because I don't think you have IMAX, if you do, sorry for being pedantic, but that's when you build a thirty foot tall concrete wall and then project <laughs> movies onto it. Uh, and then you're sort of strapped in, gazing up at it like you're in a planetarium. Only instead, you're watching these horrifying non-people in this movie. <laughs> oh, fuck oh. me, buddy. Yeah, it's a... Oh, it's no good. <laughs> this one was hard. Why was this one so hard? I think I would I rather know. watch Saving so Private short. Ryan again. No, don't say that. Mm, don't, I might. don't say that, Luke. <laughs> uh, look, at the very least, this was short, and I'm not depressed. Yeah, that's fair. We didn't have to do an ASMR special episode just to fucking no. deal with the content. But Luke, give me a break. Give me a break. Give me a break of that Tom Hanks cock. <laughs> uh, so, this is, this is how I'm going to introduce... Uh, the uh the tom hanks dick talk uh because luke just very briefly uh towards the end of the movie tom gets off the train and we do see quite the bulge in his pants what the fuck movie you get this accurate you get this part even digitally this man has just a big fucking fucking hog (laughs) i mean they had to be accurate to the mocap that they got when they strapped uh, <laughs> strapped him into a diver suit and had him parade around for this movie. So that makes some sense. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much all the sort of Tom Hanks cock content that was in this movie. But <laughs> I mean, one would expect, given that this is an animated feature film, but I am uh, impressed for children. 
Yeah, four children. I'm impressed and happy that you've brought it this week. Uh, nonetheless, that's that's quite impressive. Uh, you're very welcome. Um, on another note, what the fuck is with the bell thing? Yeah, the the see this leads into your theory about this being a very propagandist sort of way to view Christmas because the bell you can only hear the sleigh bell if you're a true believer. Don't drink the Kool Aid. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're a true believer, you can hear the sleigh bell. Otherwise, it just appears to be broken. Yeah, it's fucking bizarre mm-hmm. and also deeply stupid. And also, this movie is ostensibly ultimately about an old man who still believes in Santa. Yeah, which is horrifying because he says at the end of the movie, you know, even my sister eventually couldn't hear it. And though now I'm old, this means there's some 80 year old somewhere who's like got a sleigh bell up next to his ear and is like, oh, Santa Claus. And then they have to pack him back into his room. Yeah, I can still hear it. I'm the only one. (laughs) I still believe. How fucking lonely must that be? That, mm. that, like, everyone else in your life has moved on, but you, the sad old man who still maintains that he took a choo-choo all the way to Santa Town. Yeah. Uh, uh, Santa Stavospdopol shit. I fucked it up. <laughs> you want to take another pass at it? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Santa grad. There we go. <laughs> Got it in one. <laughs> But yeah, he took the choo-choo all the way up to Santagrad, and he still believes in Santa today. Can you imagine talking to that man? Oh, Jesus. I mean, to be fair, it'd fuck up your worldview quite a bit if you got kidnapped, shoved on a random train, <laughs> hauled up to somewhere on an acid trip. Forced, forced to drink hot chocolate that was ejaculated into your cup by a machine operated by 18 of the exact same Frenchmen. <laughs> right. I mean, he's going to be dealing with this in therapy for a long time. So I, I can cut him a break on that front for sure. Yeah, maybe this is the only way he can cope. Is that if he's like, no, all those things that I experienced had to be because Santa is real. Otherwise, the abject horror of what happened to me (laughs) will destroy me from the inside out. Yeah, I think 100% that's what's happening. Uh, The sleigh bell definitely doesn't make a noise. I think we can we can headcanon that one that it is completely (laughs) in his mind and there's no there's no answer for it. Yeah. Yeah, like he'll he'll die and someone will like I don't know like crack open that bell and it's like oh there was never actually like one of those ringers in there mm-hmm. it was just this metal husk yeah oh a hundred percent yep 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 uh, well shit Luke uh you got <laughs> anything else no I desperately want to get out of this part of this uh I think we fully dissected this beast and found it. Quite putrid on the inside. Yeah. uh, I hate this movie. Oh, yeah. No, dude. That goes without saying. This movie fucking blows. (laughs) (laughs) Two two thumbs way down. Um, But but Luke, um, I have to go to the Hanks bank. I don't have anything. (laughs) This movie hurt me 
so much i can't think of anything yeah Luke, uh... i want to go to the hanks bank so i can get some money to participate in the wonderful purchasing of a nice commercial christmas like god intended yeah let's let's go get you some scroll for that my friend let's go Hi, this is Truck Tuggerman with Truck Tuggerman's Tugger Trucks, and I'm here to talk to you about uh, the new Chevy Silverado. But before I get to that, folks, why don't you just come on down to Truck Tuggerman's Tugger Trucks? Uh, Purim's coming up, and I I, I really gotta <laughs> give my kids a good Purim this year. Uh, my my wife has told me that uh, this is sort of my last chance after the fiasco that Hanukkah was, uh, so I really got to get some trucks out there. And what better way to enjoy this winter weather with a four-wheel drive heavy-duty Chevy Silverado? So please come on down to Truck Tuggerman's Tugger Trucks and please help me give my children the perm that they deserve. Well, Sam. Man, this one was rough, but I think we can turn it around with a little bit that I think we're going to call Into the Polarverse, which is Ooh. right kind of a twist on Into the Toyverse because we're in a similar field here. We got a place, we got rules, we got an established universe, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm dying to break down some of the bullshit that's in this movie. Yeah, there are some laws that definitely seem to govern this universe. All of them, I think, horrible. Mm-hmm. But I do I do want to know the laws of this world. Yeah, 100%. Because there's some wackadoo shit that happens in this movie. Um, I've, got, I've got one juicy nugget that I'm curious about. But Sam, do you have any to sort of uh, uh, kick this process off? Um... E- yeah. Uh How does the train work? Mm. Okay. So so you're saying that coal coal alone is not what's powering this train. No, it's the fact that it seems to run through major towns mm. uh all over the world but without anyone actually noticing it. Yeah. Hey, that's a good point. And it goes to the fucking North Pole, which, like, who laid track up there? Because as far as I know, that's not a thing. Well, I kind of wonder if perhaps the the sort of track is laid with the bodies of the elves that worked on it. (laughs) I thought you were going to say the children for half a second, and I was very concerned. The kidnapped children. Let's not rule it out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but you're totally right. We see it careening through just, like, populated areas. Um, It does pull up directly in front of these children's houses in several places. I mean, the cheap answer is that it's magic. But that feels kind of gross. But but also, like, the selection process for the children. Mm Because it's not every child in the world. It's just some. Maybe it's only children that live directly next to railroad tracks because this isn't a magic train. It's just a train. And that this isn't a magical escapade. This is just kidnapping. Do do you think perhaps and I do think I do think your kidnapping theory is correct, Luke. Yeah. Uh, 100% this is kidnapping. But I do also wonder if perhaps uh the train is maybe from each according to their ability and two each according to their need. Hmm. Okay. 
Now, now explain to me a little bit more of that. Well, uh, see, each kid seems to be on this train to sort of meet a need, much like the individuals uh, on the yellow brick road in The Wizard of Oz. Sure, uh, sure. Since, since Tom is giving out messages in his stupid fucking ticket puncher. Yeah. And, uh, and so it does seem like that, and plus, from each according to their ability and to each according to their need, does feel very communist and, and fitting with sort of <laughs> Santa, Santa Stalin's mission. Yeah. Of spreading communism across the globe. Oh, hundred percent. Although I love this as a theory because that means that the the whiny kid with the glasses, his entire need was just to open his present first before anybody else, and apparently that was enough to get him a ticket on this train, which I find pretty fucking magical. That this kid, mm-hmm. he he needed that apparently. Yeah, and. But and he was mad about it too. Oh if yeah, memory serves. Yeah, and he faced no consequences. Mm-mm. Oh, not a bit. Yeah, for sure. He learned his lesson though, Sam. He got his ticket punched and told him to uh, to learn. I think is what it said. Hey, why the fuck was that kid in this movie? Ostensibly for for comic relief, but I just wanted him to die. I didn't laugh. Well, yeah. Yeah, I did write down, I want Glass's kid to die and soon. Yeah, which, keeping with the kidnapping, might have been on the, maybe they would have laid a little (laughs) bit more track tonight. (laughs) Uh, Luke, let's let's figure out some more laws. We got a little off track. Yeah, ugh. Um, Hey, (laughs) what is the ticket? Because they say that you need a ticket. To get on the train, mm-hmm. but then one magically appears for the girl that doesn't have a ticket. So what the fuck is happening? And what happens if you don't have a ticket? Well, so that's pretty puzzling because the the girl who looks like she proudly shit her pants does mm-hmm. lose her ticket because I, the main character, I guess, uh, accidentally loses it for her. Yeah. Um, and then she's put in charge of the train. Yeah, which is not what's oh happened my to god. me. Okay. Oh go my ahead. god. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Luke, mm-hmm. if you get on the train and you either lose or do not have a ticket, you are fated to spend the rest of your days working on that train. Oh my god. This makes so much sense. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Holy How shit. do you think the engineer got on there, man? Holy shit. He's part of the system. He's self perpetuating. <laughs> Until somebody else comes along and doesn't have a ticket, he is cursed to be yes. the engineer on this train. Yeah. God. Oh, sweet, sweet Damn. Jesus. Oh, man. You've you've cracked it in one. That is 100% what happens. Everybody that works on this train was once a child, was kidnapped from their home, and then brutally asked, do you have a ticket? To which they obviously went, the fuck? No. And then uh, they were forced into indentured servitude on this goddamn train, which only operates one night out of the year. Yeah. Fucking bleak, man. Oh, man. Welcome to the Christmas spirit, folks. Mm -hmm. That's it right there. Ugh. Ugh. (laughs) Well, what else you got for me? Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, 
what's with the ghost? Let's explain. Let's figure out the ghost. Okay. Because, see, I was going to say that you become a ghost if you don't have a ticket. Uh, mm. But I think we've kind of disproven that. So where the fuck does this ghost come from? Hmm. Hey, I have a theory. Uh-huh. So I think in much the same way that you can only be replaced as a crewman on here, on this train, if somebody shows up without a ticket, I think the ghost was once the previous Santa. Are you picking up what I'm oh putting down? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, which is why he doesn't believe in Santa, because at one point in time, he was Santa, and then the usurper oh. came along in a coup, overthrew him, oh my and God. <laughs> installed this communist system, and then uh, he became <laughs> cursed to be the ghost, the ghost on this train. Oh, my God. Yeah, you fucking nailed it, Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of a, a twist on Tim Allen's Santa Claus rules where uh, you don't have to necessarily kill the previous Santa, just sort of ouster him <laughs> from office. Yeah, just depose him politically and mm-hmm. uh, remove him from an office of power. <laughs> and then... All of his powers uh, are gone, and he becomes a ghost. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, I've got another question for you. Okay. How the fuck does time work? Because uh, it's Christmas Eve. It's Mm -hmm. like right before midnight on Christmas Eve, and that's when uh, the main character is abducted. Yeah. And it it stays five minutes till midnight throughout the whole movie mm-hmm. and then tom at one point pulls out a pocket watch which is split into four sections uh so so it's like kind of a uh like if you take a circle and you do an x through it mm-hmm. uh, so the pie piece at the top says on time the pie piece at the right says early and it's in green and then the pie piece to the left says late, and that's in red. And then the bottom pie piece just says December 25th. <laughs> that last piece is fucking, fucking amazing. Uh-huh. Just the single date. Um, So this is why I'm pretty sure that everybody's tripping their nutsacks off in this movie. Because <laughs> they're doing the classic thing of like, what time is it? Dude, it's still the same time. There's just no concept of time at all. I'm pretty sure that on top of this this political system that we've we've ascribed to the North Pole, it also runs on straight straight acid, my friend. It's in the water mm. all the time. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Sort of laced all that water with acid. Yeah, I don't even think elves exist. I think they're just people, but they're tripping so hard <laughs> that they think they're elves and that they have to make toys or they will die. <laughs> yeah i look you fucking it's perfect mm-hmm. uh so so santa claus has drugged an entire populace in honestly it's probably just like finland um, <laughs> and convinced all these fucking fucking blasted fins that uh <laughs> that they're actually elves and that they have to make toys and if they don't they'll drop fucking dead yeah and that they are to worship this strange smooth cartoon santa mm-hmm. uh, 
who is the the center of a cult of personality yes that is also uh involved with a communist economy yeah oh 100 percent. this thing runs deep my friend <laughs> and i think that's the only way you're getting this done is through gallons and gallons and gallons of lsd pumped straight into the water system like fluoride oh yeah 100 yep. percent. well shit i think we figured it out yeah i think i think that was good uh yeah do you have any other polarverse thoughts or shall we shimmy on out of this one i hate it I, okay i just i can't i can't folks don't watch it uh-uh just no don't yeah don't watch the movie yeah it's okay do here's here's how you can watch this movie and save time and be happier in willy wonka and the chocolate factory when they go on the chocolate river and they're in that tunnel and Mm -hmm. like it's going fine but then it starts getting real fucking rough and drug tricky trippy and gene wilder is singing and it gets really creepy and unsettling, but it's clear that this is a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. That sequence is this movie. Oh, yeah. But, but much better done. That oh, sequence yeah. is so much better than this shit-tacular movie. Yeah, if you watched that scene just on loop for an hour and 40 minutes, you would have a way better time than if you sat down for free on Netflix, I should add and watched mm-hmm. uh, The Polar Express. Easily one of the worst Tom Hanks movies we've seen. Oh, yeah. It's definitely down there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Luke, let's let's bring some levity into this. Let's, let's get some hope. Let's get out of this militantly pro-Christmas communist hellhole mm-hmm. and talk about next week. Oh, because, please. Because, Luke, next week we will be watching 2006's The Da Vinci Code. <laughs> oh no! Out of the frying pan and straight into the hellfire, huh? Woo! Yeah! Mm. Oh! My, my fucking magnum opus! Yeah, Conspiracy Corner is gonna have a real heyday on this one, I feel like. Oh! I am ready! <laughs> I am so ready, Luke. Uh, I the whole week I'm just gonna be gooner baiting for this movie. Yeah. Yep. 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 And uh, you've seen this one before, right, Sam? Oh yeah. Yeah, I've seen it before. Have you? I have not actually. Holy shit. Okay. Well, yeah. First of all, you're you're in for a fucking treat. Mm. Uh, but based only on the name, what do you think the Da Vinci Code is about? Yeah, this one's hard because I have read the book, so it's it's a little weird. Oh. Um, but just based on the name, I can pitch I can pitch an alternate version to you of what I think this should have been. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I think that this movie is actually a modern day exploitation of Silicon Valley. So it's sort of like the show Silicon Valley. And it's about a guy named Da Vinci. Not the Da Vinci, just a Da Vinci who writes Mm -hmm. ballin' code so much so that people come after him uh, and he has to leave cryptic hints to those that are helping him to try Mm -hmm. to uh, get him to his location so that they can whisk him away to safety to, like, I don't know, the Swedish embassy or something. Uh, 
but it's just about a dude named Da Vinci who writes fucking pristine code. And it's set in 2020, which I know is confusing because it was made in 2006. I think you just said. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think it's going to be 2020, 2021, somewhere in there, just a near future romp. Okay. Okay. I'm very into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I've got a pitch. Okay. So, uh, this is, uh, it's set in Da Vinci's time period, the real mm-hmm. Leonardo Da Vinci, right? And smack dab in the, uh, in the Italian Renaissance. Okay. And, uh, it's just Leonardo Da Vinci and some of his bros hanging out in college with a bunch of hot chicks getting into wild <laughs> madcap adventures and they're uh, just shenanigans and pranks and it gets it gets naughty Luke mm. it gets uh, it gets pretty ribald because it's the da Vinci co-ed <laughs> Greenlit dude I would throw so much money at this I would at least <laughs> rent it if not finance the movie my goddamn self. <laughs> Holy shit, the Da Vinci co-ed is extremely good. <laughs> it's a good time and horny. Mm-hmm. It's like the bachelor party. See, we don't even have to, like, Tom knows this field. He's played this game before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, in your movie, who is Tom Hanks? I think Tom Hanks is the coder, who's supposed to be, like, a <laughs> mid-20s uh, rising star in Silicon Valley, but they just cast him anyway. Maybe it was a Playtone production, and he said, "Fuck it, I'll just do it myself." Because if we know Tom Hanks for anything, it's his love of new technology. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the dude's crazy for Bitcoin. I don't know if you've been following his Twitter, <laughs> but he's all about that BTC. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Well, unfortunately, or fortunately. Uh, the Da Vinci Code is neither of these films, but uh, but we'll dig into what it really is next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, until then, uh, you can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast, or you can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy. Uh, you can find us on Insta. Uh, did I say Instagram? Maybe. Uh, Twitter. On Twitter, we're Hanksy Panksy. <laughs> on Instagram, we're at Hanksy Panksy Pod. Uh, you can uh, drop us an email at uh, hanksypanksypod at gmail.com. Uh, why don't you let us know what you think caribou are full of? Let us know what <laughs> other animals have different food fillings. Let us know if you saw the Polar Express with Luke in theaters because we still don't know. We still don't, folks. I still don't remember who I saw this movie with, and it's it's keeping me up at night. Please email us if you saw this movie with me. <laughs> And, uh, and hey, you know, send us some conspiracies, uh, about Tom Hanks, not maybe about the wider world. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and, you know, drop us a review and, uh, why don't you share us with a friend? Uh, we're too broken, uh, to promote this (laughs) podcast at this point. And so if you could please do it for us, it would be a huge help. Yeah. Um, I'd also like to give a shout out to Ryan Boyd for our kick-ass intro music. Uh, you can follow them at Ryan Droid, D-R-O-Y-D, on Twitter. Luke, do you have a final quote? I do. It is screamed at the top of, of, of Santa's lungs. I think it was Santa. And it is, Merry Christmas!
Jesus. <laughs> that delivery is something. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Let's get the well, fuck Luke, out of here. Yeah, it's time to get back on the train. All aboard! All aboard!